Hello, and thanks for joining us for this month's edition of The Scope of Things, a no-nonsense look at the realities and enigmas of clinical research based on those closest to the action who aim for great and, if need be, are willing to shake things up. I'm Deborah Borfitz, Senior Science Writer for Clinical Research News. In today's episode, I'll be speaking with Jill Pellegrino, Vice President of Recruitment and Real World Evidence for CVS Health Clinical Trial Services, the pandemic-born business unit of the retail pharmacy giant that envisions a clinical trial future for itself, part of an industry-wide movement to start including other healthcare professionals in running studies to improve their efficiency and applicability in the real world. Welcome to the show, Jill. We're looking forward to learning from you on this trending topic. Thanks, Deborah. Looking forward to the discussion. I think it would have been unthinkable only a decade ago for us to even be having a conversation about the use of so-called real-world evidence to supplement what can be learned through randomized controlled trials. And yet, here we are. Jill, what grabbed your interest and how do you see the value of this data that has taken such prominence in pharma and drug development? Yeah, so uh, previous to CVS, I was working for a CRO. um, And at that job, I was responsible for a a global site network across 11 countries and a patient recruitment company. So I, I spent many years, about 14 of them, in patient recruitment, you know, actively looking for ways to reach out to patients and to increase enrollment rates. And what I found in that experience is that going direct to patient is actually really powerful. And it's not a method that is used that often in clinical research. Most of the time, uh, people are going through physicians. That's the primary way. So I saw the value in that when I was, you know, there at that company. So I was really, really excited to hear about CDS entering in this space. Um, So I moved over into this position in in 2021. Um, And, you know, since I had that experience, I saw the the value and the benefit of the rich data set that CDS has and its expansive reach to, to patients to be able to introduce them to research opportunities. Okay, so so uh, new to CVS, but not new to the real world evidence side of things for sure. Um, and as I understand it, you're now meeting with study sponsors who either need help recruiting and retaining study participants, or want to better engage them to gather more data than could otherwise they could otherwise get from a traditional clinical trial. So, um, has there been a stampede of interest? <laughs> <laughs> there, there has been a significant interest. Um, so, this, you know, this business started in 2020, um, started during COVID. And at that time, uh, several manufacturers were calling upon CVS to assist with identifying patients for trials quickly. Uh, so the business saw the immediate impact at that time by engaging more than 300,000 people that could participate in those trials. So that from that point on, you know, the, the business idea really grew and we grew pretty substantially from there where we grown beyond just supporting COVID trials, but have now done work in many other therapeutic areas. Uh, so at this point, we've worked with over 30 pharmaceutical companies, have done over wow. 50 trials. Um, and as I said, it's not just vaccines. We're, we've done work in cardiovascular, respiratory, GI and neuroscience. Yeah, well, wow, that's pretty broad. 
Uh, do you have any hard metrics demonstrating that real-world evidence can really move the needle on business imperatives for study sponsors, such as improving patient recruitment and retention? Yeah, out of the the thirty-three thousand patient number that we've seen, um, that's a that's a pretty substantial number to be able to achieve in two years. But the other the other metric that was really important to us is our ability to reach diverse populations and those groups are routinely underrepresented in trials. So we've seen um, from those trials that we've done where we've been able to track that at 35% of those that we're referring into trials come from a diverse background, which is substantially higher than the average that you see naturally in clinical trials. The other one that we look at is um, we work a lot with uh, pharmaceutical companies who have drugs that are already approved on the market. Um, so in that space, we will work with them to help them understand patient behaviors or barriers to patients in seeking treatment. And we've seen in, in several disease areas that the work we're doing with patients and, and pharmaceuticals and real-world evidence studies that we've been able to drive behavioral change with patients and, and see them get increased diagnoses and appropriate treatment for indications that they, they weren't really seeking proper care before. Interesting. And I know that you've spoken a lot publicly, including on multiple other podcasts, about what uh, CVS Health has to offer the clinical research world, specifically this cohesive data set covering 100 million lives, including data from the CVS Pharmacy, as well as the companies at the health plan and Minute Clinic electronic medical record. I don't know if everybody knows like how big this universe is. Um, and it's a really unique resource relative to other troves of real world data that must be you know, de-identified because the information is coming from multiple collection points. Um, I'm curious how you directly engage this big population to, to improve trial participation rates. Can you explain a little bit of that to us? Sure. Um, you know, as, as I said, I think one of the most effective strategies is to go directly to the patient themselves, um, especially in a lot of the DDD states that we're working in where patients are more often taking control of their and really seeking opportunities for additional treatment options. Um, so our strategy is to reach out to that population directly to pair them with trials that may be appropriate for them based on where they are in their care. So the data that we have, their pharmacy records, their health claims, we use that to match them to trials that would be appropriate for them. And then we have the, the privacy permissions in place based on the business agreements that we've made with them from their interactions and businesses with CVS. So it allows us to reach out to them and invite them to participate in trial and educate them on the available options. And our goal is always to help increase awareness so that, you know, we're, we're giving them the power and the information they need to, to make the decision about whether or not a clinical trial is an appropriate next step for their care. Okay. Um, does the value of the clinical trial services offered by CVS Health apply to the entire clinical development process, or, or is it primarily to, to later stage and post-marketing trials? It, we, we feel that it can add value to the entire process. I will say that 
the the companies that we work with don't always take advantage of that in the entire process. And we think there's a significant opportunity to use the, the health data that we have both upfront in the planning process when a drug is in clinical development, and then also after the fact when it's on the market. So we we work with our partners and encourage them to use our data um, plan the protocol, make sure that you have the appropriate inclusion exclusion criteria. We also use it to drive all of our patient recruitment strategies when we're executing a trial. And then last, once the, the trial is over, we can work with our patient population and that data to better understand the trends and um, uh, the uh, behaviors after the drug is in the market and it's in the real world setting. And of these conversations you're actively having with uh, farmer partners right now, are you sort of in the discussion stage, uh, the education stage? Where are you at with that? It, 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 it's varied based on where they are. There's interest in pharma in using real-world data further upstream in the R&D process. Um, the FDA is, you know, has actively endorsed it and has encouraged it. So we have a lot of partners that are very interested in doing it. Um, so it's still it, it's probably more in the education phase, but we are definitely seeing an increase and a turn in the way pharma is thinking about this. And we fully expect to see, you know, many changes in the way that they're they're planning for drugs to come on the market. Okay. So, so how often is your team at CVS Health running pragmatic real-world evidence studies specifically to help companies or groups understand how an intervention, you know, be it a drug or a device or an educational approach, you know, how that affects the behavior of patients and physicians? How often does the, the research go in that direction? Is this Actually, this is actually um, is most of the work we're doing in real world evidence. Uh, the you know the data that we have, health claims and pharmacy data. There's many other options for pharma to get access to that data. So benefit in working with CVS directly is that we have the data, but we also have that capability to stand up and execute a pragmatic trial. So as, as we talked about, you know, we have that patient recruitment capability where we can directly reach out to the 100 million lives. We also have um, a, a large footprint of our mini clinics. We have 1,200 locations across the U.S., uh, 80 of them which are GCP certified and, and can run clinical trials. So having this clinic footprint allows us to take advantage of our patient population to reach out to them and then also uh, execute and run the pragmatic trials right in our clinic. Could you talk a little bit more about the minute clinics getting uh, certified to do clinical research uh, so we can better understand sort of that piece of it? What does it take to become certified in that way? Sure. Uh, so this is this has been a key part of our strategy in expanding in, into clinical research. So we know that having uh, our database of patients is puts us at an advantage point where we can identify patients for trials. But the depending on where those patients are located, they don't always have the opportunity to participate in a trial. So to be most effective in really being able to drive large patient populations into trials, you need to meet the patients where they are. Right. So our strategy has been to take uh, a subset of our clinics and to stand them up so that they can run clinical trials 
directly in the communities so that we can give access to patients who don't always get the, the chance to participate. So the way that we've done that is we, we um, you know, we, we have several people on our team that are well experienced in clinical research. Um, so we've brought in staff and nurse practitioners as well as uh, clinical research coordinators and others who are experienced in this field and this space who know how to how run clinical research and do it well mm-hmm. and put that dedicated staff in those centers so that they can run the clinical trials. And the idea is to grow this model over time. Yes, that's that's exactly right. We we are looking to to grow this into the, the next couple of years. Okay. Uh, so so real world data is known to have inherent biases since it generally isn't collected for research purposes. There's often little standardization in the way data gets entered and different types of computer systems are used to collect it. The fact that CVS Health has three presumably tightly connected data sources must help reduce the bias issue. But I'm wondering also what can or is CVS Health doing to normalize data entry practices and and if it's tweaking its IT systems to be more research friendly. Tell us about progress on on these fronts, if you would. Sure. And, you know, those are, those are well-known and acknowledged limitations in, uh, you know, working with large data sets. Um, So although we have all the, you know, the data sets in-house under one company there, you know, there's still nuances to it in order to make sure that the data we're collecting is um, cleansed and is appropriate for research. So we we have a substantial um, team that is experienced in data engineering and data science. And so that's an in-house team that are are really skilled in this area that understand the ins and outs of that data um, to make sure that we're conducting the research studies in a way that maintains the integrity of the data. Um, But we also, we're not always working with our data internally. We also supplement with external sources fairly frequently. Um, and we found that by engaging the patient directly, that's the, the cleanest way to make sure that you get a comprehensive data set because of our ability to engage the patient. When they're an active participant in the research, you can collect the permissions from them, which will allow you to collect the data from different sources in a really direct way. You know, this is this is as an alternative to doing data tokenization, which is taking different de-identified data sets and patching them together, which is effective, but there's, there's a lot of gaps in that. Can you tell me about the other data sources we're talking about here that you're integrating into what you have in-house? Sure. Depending on what the study that we're that we're running, there there may be additional data points that that we need to gather that we we just don't have because it it was a test or something that they you know didn't complete at CVS or that wasn't covered by the Aetna Health Plan. Hmm. Uh, so lab data would be be one example of that. Um, and then another example would be if we're doing um, a longitudinal study where we're trying to to follow a patient over time. Um, if, you know, if patients move around to different companies and different health plans, we can, you know, connect those data points from, from different companies. Mm-hmm. Anything just curious, because I've been hearing a lot about this lately, anything in terms of, of wearables maybe, or uh, I don't know, patient registries, or is that just, is that down the line away still? 
Uh, yeah, we, 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 those are both really good examples of, of where we could help. So we've done, um, we've done real world evidence studies with wearables or devices where we would, um, reach out to our patients and track them with the wearable in a virtual setting. So we've, we've done real world evidence studies. Actually, we've done several of them in that area. Uh, a patient registry is absolutely something that's on our roadmap. We, we think that it's not a capability that we have stood up right now, but mm-hmm. it's, it's an area where we do think we can bring a lot of value and differentiate because of our patient access. Right. That makes total sense. Um, okay. Well, one final question, Jill. What's next mm-hmm. for CVS Health Clinical Trial Services since we're taking a peek into the future? Uh, tell us a little bit about your roadmap, if you, whatever you can share at, at this time anyway, about your roadmap forward. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, you know, we've been really pleased with um, what we've seen so far from the response from pharmaceutical companies, but also the response from patients. And so we're we're continuing to look at ways how we can expand upon that success. You know, I talked about us uh, continuing to build out our clinical trial site infrastructure. We're also looking at how can we expand into more complex therapeutic areas like oncology. Mm. And last, we're looking at different different client targets. We're developing um, a, a clinical trial product offering for employers so that we can expand this benefit to those uh, members that are in our health plans. Interesting. I, I'm trying to I get the connection between clinical research and, 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 and employers. Can you just tell me a little bit more how that would work? That's, that sounds like a new model to me. It is. It's uh, So with Aetna, where we have um, the insurance plan, we work with a lot of employer clients that that sign up for an insurance plan there. So what we're evaluating is, is there a way that they can, those clients can extend the clinical trial benefit offering to their members? So it's just another another way for us to be able to reach a, a larger audience. Getting back to the recruitment problem once again and finding um, more patients and a more diverse sort of patient. <laughs> um, Jill, mm-hmm. these, this all sounds like just the sort of disruptions that are needed in the clinical trials business, which, as you know, has been plagued by inefficiencies for decades now. Good luck with your ongoing work on this front. I will be eagerly awaiting further news from CVS and some of its competitors about this growing convergence between the worlds of retail pharmacies and clinical research. Thanks so much for being on the show, Jill. Thanks, Deborah. And as always, a big thank you to everyone out there for listening in. For more straight talk on studies involving humans, visit clinicalresearchnewsonline.com. And if you're a clinical research professional, we hope also to see you at our next SCOPE conference, where we make things happen. Bye for now.